for me, study was never a burden. I guess that's my take home. Study something that floats your boat and study something that's really interesting for you. There were bits in there where I was wondering, why am I studying? Why am I doing this? And if I get anything higher than a credit, I am like celebrating, baby. Welcome to CQ University Commentary, the podcast bringing you our experts to explore and dissect issues that affect you, your family and your community. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode and join the conversation on CQ University social media. This episode was recorded during the global coronavirus outbreak. As a result, CQ University has dedicated the first season of this podcast to focus on conversations about the issues from COVID-19 that you may not have considered, but are still changing the world we live in today. In following social distancing advice from the government, our interviewers and experts conducted these conversations remotely, so you may experience a lower quality of audio recording. Visit the CQ University website for more information on our response to COVID-19 and advice for students and staff. Hi there, thanks for joining us for another week of CQ University Commentary. I'm Issa Symes and today I'm chatting with CQ University Associate Professor and Head of Course for Professional Communication, Dr Celeste Lawson. Today, we're not chatting to Celeste about her expertise in communications, though. We're actually delving into her love of learning. Believe it or not, Celeste has six higher education qualifications and is currently in the final stage of her seventh, a Master of Letters here at CQ University. I think it's fair to say that Dr. Lawson is what we would call a binge studier. Welcome, Celeste. (laughs) Hi, you see. I'm going to start with the hard-hitting questions and the one that I'm sure all of our listeners are thinking, why? Why? You know, I, I, I never thought about why until you, you sort of said, oh, gee, seven qualifications, what, what's the deal with that? And it's, it is my love of learning. It, it, it was never a, a conscious effort to get lots and lots of qualifications. That was never the point. Uh, it was more about wanting to study and wanting to learn and then the qualifications came with that and it's like a hobby for me you know it's not it's not such a big deal people have their hobbies they make model planes or you know go swimming or whatever it is that they do for their hobbies and for me my hobby is learning I've always learned and I've always been studying something and that's it, it is something that makes up my my day-to-day that's my life my life is my study which is crazy for a lot of people I'm sure like (laughs) I was just about to ask how how did this love of learning develop and when you've kind of answered the when part you've always had it do you know was there a point in time in your life that you sort of went yep I'm gonna learn forever No, um, although I'm so grateful to have fallen into CQU because our, our motto is Doctrina Perpetua, which is, of course, perpetual learning. And that, that's exactly how I feel, perpetual learning. But I think for me, the, the trick is that um, study was never, uh, it was never a, a burden for me. It was never something that I disliked. And I, and I guess I'm lucky in that way that I have been blessed with studying things that I've been interested in. And I can imagine that if you were forced to study something that you didn't like or in a way that you didn't like it, it would be it would be more of a, a challenge. And, and I, I guess that's my take home. My take home message is if you want to study, studying is fun. You're allowed to enjoy study. You're allowed to have a good time. Uh, and that little light bulb that goes off, that's, you know, there's just a buzz in that. 
Um, but to study something that floats your boat and study something that's really interesting for you. And that's why it's never been a struggle for me. And there are there are challenges. You know, you get an assignment and you think, oh, I've got an assignment and I'd much rather be out playing with the dog or something. But um, when you've got an assignment, you've got an assignment. But it's the learning part and wanting to learn and enjoying that that's the trick. And I already know what I'm going to study next. I already know. <laughs> I know, right? So I'm up to, I'm up to the, the, the dissertation of my, my Master of Letters and that's, it's, it's hard, but that's part of the satisfaction of it, you know, and, and there's pressure, but that is also part of the satisfaction of it, coming out the other side. Uh, but next I'm going to go for visual arts and indulge my inner creative. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, my goodness. I have so many questions. <laughs> I guess the, the, one of the next ones is you've got six higher ed qualifications. You've already told me what you're wanting to do next. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the Master of Letters is obviously aligned to what you love and what you do, which is communicating and writing. And what are the six qualifications previously <laughs> that you already have under your belt? It's actually All right, got so plenty of time. <laughs> Bless you. So I'm going to have to actually think about it. Um, so I can do it chronologically. So there's there's two different ways to, to think about a higher ed qualification. One is by the AQF level, bachelor's, master's, PhD, or to think about it in terms of chronology, when I did it. And that's probably the easiest for me because it, it helps me to keep track of them because now they're starting to get quite a list. Uh, so um, my, first, my first degree was a, a Bachelor of Arts uh, where I majored in journalism. And then I, I, uh, and it's the first few degrees you'll see are very much aligned with my career path. Um, and that's logical. Uh, and so um, after my Bachelor of Arts, I studied um, an advanced certificate in policing because I used to be a police officer and I needed the qualification to become a police officer. And then I knew that my interest was in journalism and English and writing. And so I studied a graduate diploma in professional communication, majoring in applied communication. And that was really interesting because it was all the, the theory. Don't look at me like that. The theory behind communication, which was interesting for me. I really enjoyed that. And so I went on and then completed a master's in professional communication because at that stage I was getting a kick out of it. And then I knew that I really liked study um, by then because that's, you know, what's that for? So um, I then went in and did my PhD and the PhD was a, a journey and anyone who's done a PhD will tell you that is an absolute journey and at, that took me seven years and so it was a long time and there were, there were bits in there where I was wondering why am I studying, why am I doing this, you know, what's the point? But at the end of it, it was the study itself that got me through, which sounds kind of funny um, but it was it was really the that was the journey for me and then after that was a graduate certificate in tertiary education and the master of letters have I left any out is he and and through <laughs> through throughout all of that is a various certificates that I've done a couple of TAFE courses that I've done um, always because it's interesting you know, this might sound really funny. Now I'm going to show my inner geek here now. But but I went and studied, you know, word, word processing that you, you use to type word documents? I went and studied that so I could learn how to work word better. And it ended up being um, an investment of my time. And, you know, it, it all of everything that I've studied, I think, has been useful for me to get me to where I am now. And now I'm indulging myself with the Master of Letters. Wow. 
For the mm. listeners who might be wondering how this ties into the whole COVID-19 pandemic, which is part of this CQ University commentary podcast series, there has been an increase in people turning to study as a result of being in isolation. So for those people, perhaps, I guess, thinking about the option of study, I think I'm talking to the perfect person to spruik about it. Celeste, do you have any pointers for whether they should just go for it? I am so, so excited about the future of higher education once we get through this pandemic, uh, because what it's done is it's forced the sector, the entire sector, to think about how we present study. And we've always been an online um, study, and, and I've always been distance. So I've always studied via distance. That's been my thing. So because it's a hobby, it was never a big deal for me to go to classes. That just wasn't my thing. So I like sitting with a book and I like doing that's that's what how I learn. So for me, distance education has never been an issue. And um, and to see now this move to online learning is so, so very exciting for me because what it means is that we can do these bite-sized qualifications when we want. We don't have to wait for the start of term. That was always my biggest issue was, oh, I have to wait until the start of term before I can start studying again. And that was when I'd go off and do my certificates or whatever. Um, but now, now it's so exciting. When we we, we head into hyper-flexible learning, which is start anytime, submit your assignments anytime, finish anytime. Um, I'm so very, very excited about that. And plus, we're now looking at a lot more short courses that people can jump online, do it when it suits them, finish when it suits them and get the qualification. So for me, this this is the silver lining in this whole awful pandemic that we've been in, that we are rethinking the way that we present higher education. Uh, and so it, it is so much more accessible than it ever has been. And that's only a good thing. It's a good thing for places like CQU where we do distance education really, really well. Um, and had we not done distance education quite as well as we do, I probably wouldn't end up, have ended up with the qualifications that I've got. That for me is the very, very exciting part. And we call it binge study, okay, whatever, you know, buzzword, whatever. But if that makes people study and they see something that they can just get interested in to start with and see the end already, because I understand a long term is challenging for some people, uh, then it's this is a good outcome, I think. You also, you, you speak of distance, um, you know, so fondly. You also, on the other foot, teach via distance. Um, do you think that this whole pandemic and the, you know, the recovery post-COVID um, will completely change the, the style of teaching and learning? And do you think that that you know, there's a sadness to potentially a loss of face-to-face -face learning? I don't think we will ever lose face-to-face. -face. I think that there will always be a need and some qualifications will always be necessarily face-to-face. -face. So, so there will be always that. Um, however, I think what we'll see is that people will think, academics, people who are developing the qualifications, will think differently about what they can present online. And we will start to challenge ourselves in the way that we present and the way that we teach and not be stuck in thinking that we have to um, teach face-to-face -face because that's the way it's always been done. But of course, there will always be a need for face-to-face. -face. Of course, there will. Uh, and, and for some people, that is how they learn. That's how they prefer to learn. I understand that that is a, um, a, a genuine way of learning. And so there will always be that. But 
now the academics themselves, we can start thinking about how we present our qualifications. And part of me is like, because I do teach um, and I teach into communication, I pride myself on working for a fantastic university and a university that really embraces distance education. And that's one of our strengths. Uh, And for that reason, we have got some really, really quality teachers and academics who can engage students in an online environment. So my particular challenge that I like as a teacher is the first year students and the students who come on and they may have been at school or this may be the first time they've ever studied and all of a sudden they're told you have to study online and the first the first reaction for them is oh my god oh panic 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 and that that's from that stage to then converting them and helping them learn how to study online, that's where I get my biggest uh, kicks because it's it's hard for some people. Most people, some people, you know, like me, they love it. They don't need that much help. But for others, it's really eye-opening for them to see that you can learn, you can study online with as much effectiveness, if not more, than face-to-face. Interestingly, um, this pandemic might change that for you moving forward because a lot of these students coming through first years will now have tasted that online learning experience that they're now having to do as part of being at home. Exactly right and it's also I think helping to educate the uh, the academics themselves and the the academics who may not have taught in an online environment or maybe have not thought about how they teach in an online environment because all of our courses are offered uh, online anyway. So there's elements of all of them. And uh, and so the academics of all, we've all been teaching in this way, but I think it's confronting us to think about how we're teaching, how we're engaging the students and what the, the way in which we are doing that. And that's that's got to be a good thing. It's got to be a good thing for the qualifications that we've got, for the engagement of the students, for the outcomes of the students, all of those things, as, as awful as the process is to go through, at the end of it, it's got to be a good thing because there's some really positive outcomes coming from it. So let's back to you um, in terms of, you know, the number of degrees that you have and all, all those sorts of things. I guess there's a couple of questions there that I'm sure listeners perhaps are also thinking, you know, you must be pretty smart to have so many degrees (laughs) under your belt. (laughs) Yes, it's funny, isn't it? Um, Yeah, so, so no, no, I'm not. So have I ever graduated with distinction? No, Issy, no, I haven't. (laughs) It's more about the joy of learning. And I think that perhaps... If I was smart, perhaps I wouldn't get as much satisfaction out of it because it's the satisfaction of learning something that I don't know that is really, that's that's satisfying. And no, I'm not smart and I have never been smart Um, and I work hard. I, I study and I have to actually dedicate myself to the study um, and if I get anything higher than a credit, I am like celebrating, baby. Enjoying this episode? Subscribe to Seek University Commentary on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more. And remember to rate, review, and share. I have this vision in my head, Celeste, that, you know, 
um, people like yourselves, you, you've got this love of learning that's perhaps hereditary. I have in my head your parents as those uni students that were lifelong lifelong uni students and perhaps you're following in their footsteps. Is this something that has come from a family background? You, you've got scholars all around you? Yeah, actually, no. I'm um, first in family. Uh, I was the first person in my family to even finish grade 12. So um, it was something that was encouraged when I was a kid to say, you can study, you are able to study, even though my parents, neither of them had the opportunity. Um, the, the fact that I have gone on to study, why I chose university as that mechanism, I'm not sure. There must be something psychological there. Um but, yeah, I, I'm first in family and uh, and very proud of that, actually, because I I've, can show what you can do. This is not about... It's not about intelligence, it's about opportunity. And it's one of the reasons why I love CQU so much because our values are about giving people that opportunity where they wouldn't ordinarily have had the opportunity and knowing that it's not about intelligence. But, but having been given the opportunity, I was willing to grab the opportunity and run with it, absolutely. And that's what I think we do really well at CQU. We give the opportunity to first in family, to low SES, to regional people who and, and online who wouldn't ordinarily have had that opportunity. I'm living proof that you can do something with that. And that's why I think I believe in what I do so strongly because I've lived it um, and I love it. And, and we, we have a bright future at CQU because of the way that we do adopt that attitude. That's one of our values and, and I'm, I, I live it. How do we change people's perceptions that, you know, you can learn just for the love of it and not because you need to get something, yes, you're getting something tangible out of it, but you don't need a degree, a career out of what you're learning? Yeah, I think that that probably starts with school and, and um, perhaps family, but also something that we can do at the university. You know, we can help students recognise whether or not they've got a passion for what they're doing and uh, help them if they, they realise they don't have the passion, to help them identify what that passion is or to help them find the passion in what they like. Because a lot of people, the vast majority of people who choose university and choose something to study, they're choosing it because they see a future in it. They see either a career path that interests them or they see the study themselves that interests them. So there's something there already that has attracted them, something. For most people, some people, there's an obligation and, you know, that's a whole other group. Uh, but for those people and then they realise it's maybe not for them or they realise that perhaps it's not what they thought it was going to be, there's, there's something that we can do in that space to help people identify why they're studying maybe help them study something or find the joy in that study. So, I mean, I could I could look at you, Issy, and I could say I've taught you, you know, so we've got a bit of a history there. And in one of the units that you did with me, it was something that, that if we're candid, you had a little bit of trepidation about, um, but it was about the way that it was taught and it was a way, the, the what you could see as getting out of it that helped you get through that. So let me put it back onto you um, and finding that joy in the study. What was it that got you through that unit? Uh, I really enjoyed the content and the person. <laughs> this sounds really... <laughs> I know, right? Now. <laughs> but I, yeah, it was, it was the way it was delivered um, more than anything, I think, in the end. But that's exactly what you're saying. So you, that's the answer to your question is that it is all about 
um, what you want to study, but it helps if you've got an academic who believes what they're studying, believes what they're teaching. And, and it also, it also helps if you know why you're studying that and you knew why you wanted to study that unit because it was a very useful unit. Um, and the, the outcome at the end and having the academic lead you to that outcome, even though it was hard and it was challenging and you were challenged, um, that you persevered because you could see the benefit from it. And that's part of the story. Um, and that's part of that drive within ourselves to find the joy of what we're studying so that we can see the benefit of it. And, and we are allowed to enjoy the process as it goes along. My final, I guess, question to you is, is anyone ever too old to learn, you know, to start a course from any level? And from your perspective, at what point do you think you're going to go, okay, I'm done. I feel satisfied. No, I, you must already suspect the answer to this question. Clearly, we are never, never, never too old to learn. Just last year, um, one of my PhD students graduated at 74. 74 and she I was studying a PhD. Yeah. She, she wasn't doing it to further her career. She is retired. She studied for the joy of studying because she wanted to contribute. She had a lifetime of experience, of work experience, and she didn't want to see it go. She wanted to be able to give it back, and her way of giving it back was through the PhD, and now she's off writing papers. You know, so good for her. So there's, a, there's you know, and I, I actually take a lot of inspiration from, from people like her, from my students, and I can't see a time when I would not want to study. I might change what I study, uh, but I can't see a time I love it too much. I get so much satisfaction out of it. It's my hobby. Why are you laughing? Because I think we might be doing a podcast or whatever they might be in 10 or so years' time on a record that's been broken by a woman that's got the most degrees <laughs> under her belt. Oh, and you know what? I'm hanging out for Hyperflexible so that I can start and submit my assignments and get them through and graduate and then do the next one and then graduate. I'm, look, I'm hanging out. I can't wait. You are hilarious. <laughs> wow. On that note, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Um, I've had a, a brilliant um, time having a chat to you and I think that perhaps you've even inspired me to consider what I might do next in terms of studies. Find something that you love, Issy, and enjoy the process. Mm-hmm.